Oh, well, it looks like I missed the video with the volume on it, but welcome everybody to our 15th episode of This Week in History. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. It is Thursday afternoon at 12 noon. We're providing some lunchtime entertainment or anytime entertainment if you're watching us later on on YouTube or Facebook and listening to us on your walk during a podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Uh, as always, we're part of the Ontario Indie Podcasting Network, and we are part of the Johnners Podcast Network over in the UK. So please feel free to send us some feedback, be a part of the show. We love it and uh, want to do more. I want to encourage everybody to check out our website later on this evening at scumbags.ca. We got a revamped uh, website and a whole lot of news on the upcoming Scumbags uh, Prediction League. But that's all later on tonight, along with our podcast at 8 o'clock. We're here for history, as I said, and it's the week of March 26th to April 1st. But we got to bring in Jonesy from Niagara Falls first. Jonesy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good this evening. Nice sunny evening and warm today. Cool tomorrow. Yeah, that's what's going to be happening in London. I think when people watch this on Thursday, it is supposed to be like one degree. And uh, I apologize for rubbing in the fact that we are enjoying a Tuesday evening of uh, great sun and 17 degrees where we are, or however it is in Niagara Falls. But uh, yeah, we are on the road to WrestleMania, and this week has a lot of WrestleManias because they usually happen around the end of uh, March or the very beginning of April, and we're up to April 1st, where there was a lot of uh, events that happened on that day. So if people are ready and you're ready to go, I'm just going to get our first picture. Yep, we're going to go. And if you're ready to go, let's do this. I am. Okay, so we're going to start off with March 26th. 27 years ago in Pennsylvania, Shane Douglas, Mr. Hughes, and the public enemy, Flyboy, Rocker Rock, and Johnny Grunge defeated Terry Funk, Road Warrior Hawk, Kevin Sullivan, and the Tasmaniac in an Ultimate Jeopardy War Games rules match. Douglas got the fall in the match. So he wins the ECW championship. This would mark when ECW ends its relationship with the NWA. Yeah, if you notice the uh, logo up here, uh, it's the uh, old logo before it became Extreme Championship Wrestling. This was Eastern Championship Wrestling. And as you were mentioning, that's when uh, Shane Douglas got the title. And it must be next week, probably we're talking about it. But he uh, throws down the NWA championship, and that's where they uh, would mark the end of the relationship with the NWA, unless it was actually at this event. I think it was at this. Um, uh, I didn't include everything, or you know, this thing would be a million pages long. But uh, I think it might have been at this, but I wasn't sure, uh, so I just kind of left it. Yeah, I will try to hunt that down though. We'll check so, 26 years ago in Yokohama, Japan, uh, Manami uh, Toyota defeated AJ Kong to win the WWWA World Singles Championship. 20 years ago, WCW presented the 
final edition of Monday Nitro number 288, Night of Champions from Club La Vela or Vila in Panama City, Florida. I actually did watch this one. Uh, uh, I watched the WCW feed. Um, I don't think I got the WWF feed at that time. Um, I was at a friend's house. That's all I remember. The opening of the show was WWF owner Vince McMahon announcing he had bought his competition and he would deliver the fate of WCW in a simulcast on TNN and TNT later. Uh, some of the matches, we saw Booker T defend, uh, defeat uh, Scott Steiner to unify the WCW World Heavyweight and United States Championships. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. and Billy Kidman defeated Alex Skipper and Kid Romeo to be the final WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions. And Sting uh, defeated Ric Flair. Both hadn't wrestled for you know a few months, but uh, they did the best they could. A little chunky Flair, but uh, hey, woo! Yeah, and he beat him by submission. As you see here, uh, the upper left-hand corner was the visual of uh, the Panama City uh, outdoor arena. They used to use that a lot for uh, their spring breaks and uh, different events uh, that they did, especially with the college kids being there. And then you see down below in the uh, lower left corner, uh, that was behind the scenes where Bruce Pritchard uh, was helping with the uh, booking of the show and making it go. Jimmy Hart, obviously, and Aaron Anderson on either side of him. And they were just watching the monitors uh, do that. It was uh, really cool uh, seeing for the first time the the simulcast and going back and forth and inserting the Vince McMahon parts into the WCW show. The sad part was uh, the upper right hand corner where you see uh, Rick and Sting. They were the first match ever on Nitro at the Mall of America in Minneapolis. And they were the last match uh, ever on Nitro. But uh, if you ever hear of Ric Flair's uh, different stories, uh, he wore the shirt because he wasn't in the best of shape. But he also mentally was not in the best capacity either. And basically Sting walked him through that match. And uh, they uh, put on that match. And then, of course, as the uh, lower right-hand corner showed, that's when Shane came out, and this was like so perfect timing because it was six days before uh, WrestleMania, and he was in a feud with his dad. So instead of Vince doing the "I bought my competition," they threw in the uh, little niche with Shane in there and uh, pulling the rug out from under his dad. So it was pretty cool that the interactive banter that they were able to do between. Uh, Panama City, and uh, where was uh, Raw that night? Um, uh, I don't have that. I do have some of the uh, matches that were on that Raw. Yep. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Ooh, more pictures. Yeah. So, uh, on that show, Shane uh, would reveal that he is the owner of WCW. Uh, over on the other side on Raw, this would be the last week uh Number 115 consecutive ratings win for Raw. Uh, Chris Benoit and the Hardy Boys uh, defeated Christian Edge and Kurt Angle. The Big Show defeated Chris Jericho. And Steve Austin and The Rock defeated the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker, and Kane. 
19 years ago, at a SmackDown taping in Philly, Pennsylvania, Raven defeated Maven to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. 14 years ago, WWE releases Adam Birch, a.k.a. Joey Mercury. Uh, Birch would become addicted to painkiller shortly after his four-team ladder match at Armageddon after mangling his face. It was nasty. Uh, Birch would credit the intervention by Vince McMahon for setting him straight. Uh, Birch was an addict of various drugs since he was 15. He would return as part of the Straight Edge Society and later part of J&J Security. As well, he would later be a trainer for Florida Championship Wrestling. If I recall, he's uh, now currently, I think, with Ring of Honor uh, somewhere. But yeah, I resisted uh, finding that uh, picture of uh, Joey Mercury uh, with the mangled face. But that happened in the four-team uh, slaughter match, and they did the teeter-totter they Hardys did. And just the way the ladder went up, it just exploded his face. <laughs> Yeah, so. he didn't. Uh, he didn't block it enough, and yeah. boom, he bursted like a balloon. Uh, moving on to March twenty seventh, thirty three years ago, WWF presented WrestleMania four, hosted by the Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, the event itself was held across the street at the Atlantic City Convention Hall, today known as Boardwalk Hall, which it still does stand. Uh, and the Trump Plaza beside it is now Gandhi. Uh, the fourth WrestleMania featured a one-night 14-man tournament to crown an undisputed champion, all stemming from the two Hebners and Andre winning the belt on the main event and selling it to D.B. Aussie. Uh, Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, the two most recent champions at the time, received first-round buys. Thank goodness. Uh, they also received each other as second-round opponents. Yeah, it was the uh, way the thing booked up. Uh, people, I think, were anticipating the second round being a rematch of uh, Steamboat and uh, Savage. Mm. But then Greg Valentine took out uh, Ricky Steamboat in the first round, which was kind of a surprise uh, upset, really, uh, when you looked at it on paper. And uh, so we didn't get the rematch from WrestleMania 3, and Savage had to still do four matches. Uh, just to get to uh, the title. Well, I think Valentine got an extra match or two out of that whole deal because it takes him, you know, more than 15 minutes to get going. So, um, the, uh, the, 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 so uh, it was already said where that's at. The commentators, of course, were Grelly Monsoon, Jesse Ventura, and Bob Euchre was for the Battle Royal. Uh, National Anthem was Gladys Knight. Uh, the special guests, some of them, was Robin Leach and Vanna White, who was the timekeeper in the, for the main event. Uh, the main event uh, a tournament was the final finals for the tournament for the WWF Championship. And, Sean, if you want to run down the card. Uh, well, as you see, some of the first round uh, matchups were uh, Duggan and DiBiase, and Duggan uh, ended up losing DiBiase. Uh, they were supposed to meet the winner of uh, Morocco and Bravo, but that uh, didn't happen, so DiBiase got a bye. Jake and uh, Rick Rude ended up going to a timeout draw, and they were supposed to go against the winner of uh, Bam Bam and uh, One Man Gang, and One Man Gang had beat Bam Bam, so he got a, uh, One Man Gang got a bye into the uh, third round, 
and Savage had taken out uh, Butch Reed and then had to go against uh, Greg Valentine, who I said uh, a moment ago uh, took out Ricky Steamboat. Of course, we had uh, two of my favorite tag teams at the time, Strike Force, uh, d- defending and losing the tag team titles to Demolition. Uh, Warrior, before people realized what kind of a wrestler he was, uh, had a test of strength uh, match with Hercules and swinging the chain. The Bulldogs, uh, I believe were with Coco Beware. Uh, this picture doesn't have that, but Bulldogs and Coco Beware took on the Islanders with Bobby Heenan in a dog catcher suit just to uh, prevent him from uh, being bit by Matilda. And they ended up using that to pin uh, the Bulldogs and get the victory. And of course, Brutus Beefcake did not get the Intercontinental title, but he ended up uh, cutting Jimmy Hart's hair uh, during that match uh, with Honky Tonk Man. And of course, as I said, four matches, four different costumes, four different uh, dresses for Elizabeth. And the picture on the right says it all. Randy Savage with uh, Elizabeth on his shoulder with the title. Yeah. And uh, that, I believe, was the night that Bret Hart kind of turned face after uh, losing the 20-man battle royal uh, because of uh, Bad News Brown. And then he broke his trophy, which was a really shitty trophy, how easily that thing was broke. Um, Yeah. I I think he stood a little bit, uh, not much longer with Jimmy Hart, but then Jimmy quickly got the uh, Rougeau brothers to uh, take their spot in the Hart family. And the uh, foundation had turned uh, face. Good memories for number four. The, and if you have it on VHS like Sean does, it's two, two VHS tapes. Uh, 33 years ago, NWA presented Clash of the Champions from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina, the same day as WrestleMania four. Uh, Clash of the Champions was a direct response to the WWF pretty much shutting out NWA's pay-per-view during Survivor Series. Uh, WWF would counter by hosting a closed-circuit viewing of WrestleMania 4 at the Omni in Atlanta, which is WWE, uh, which is NWA's home turf. Uh, Mike Rotunda defeated Jimmy Garvin in a college rules match to retain the NWA World Television Championship. Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors defeated Ivan Koloff in the Powers of Pain uh, in a barbed wire six-man tag uh, team match. Barry Windham and Lex Luger defeated Arn uh, Anderson and Tully Blanchard to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. And the main event saw Ric Flair and Sting fought to a 40 five-minute time limit draw for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And J.J. Dillon was suspended in a cage above the ring. I always kind of felt sorry for uh, the powers of pain. They were in the NWA in that matchup against uh, the Road Warriors, and so they were always considered then Road Warrior ripoffs. And then they ended up over in WWE, or WWF at the time, and going against Demolition, and considered demolition ripoffs. They never had their own opportunity to stand out on their own and be the powers of pain. <laughs> and then of course, I, the, I actually had a whole three of them. I liked the powers of pain the most, at least for the beginning. Yeah, I didn't uh, mind powers of pain. Like I said, I would have liked to have seen them be able to stand on their own without being considered a ripoff of X team or X team. 
Also, 33 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Bruiser, Bro, uh, Bruiser Brody defeated Jumbo Sarupa. Oh, I can't even say that one. To win the NWA International Heavyweight Championship, it would be Brody's final major championship before his death four months later. 13 years ago, TNA presented the, their first ever live episode of Impact. On this show, WWE's Robbie McAllister. Uh, was shown on camera in the audience. Apparently, he was called by the WWE in order to leave the arena. He was released four months later. Uh, some of the matches on that show was Booker T defeating Robert Roode in the first blood match. Awesome Kong defeated ODB to retain the TNA Knockouts Championship. And Team Cage, Christian Cage, Kevin Nash, Rhino, and Sting defeated Team Tomko which was AJ Styles, Brother Devon, Ray, and Tomko. Yeah, that was kind of dirty of uh, TNA to do what they did to uh, Robbie. Uh, as people know, Derek Couch, he's a uh, superstar basically uh, on the Ontario indie scenes uh, and still does uh, stuff that way. Uh, but, you know, everybody is friends with everybody along the uh, uh, in the different promotions. That's why... Yeah, uh, you have so many cross relationships between uh, AEW and uh, WWE and NXT superstars, but you know they're not dumb enough to put the people on camera. Okay, with the exception, Rip Baker did accidentally get shown during a uh, NXT show when Adam Cole was being uh, in the main event in the cage match, I believe it was, but. You know, whether it was intentional or not, it didn't cost her her job with AEW. TNA, unfortunately, put Robbie on the their camera and showed him on uh, TV in a time where that should never have been happening, for starters. And, of course, WD was not happy about him being in a position where he could have been shown, and that's why probably he did get released. But then Impact didn't do anything to compensate and go, oh, sorry, we screwed you over. Here's a job. <laughs> you know, they could have at least done that, but they didn't, which is really uh, shitty to have seen happen to uh, Robbie. Yeah, we've seen many shows uh, with uh, um, Robbie, Robbie's uh, ring there. I think he's still doing it. He rents out the ring and he does put on some shows. Uh, it is the last I seen it. It was uh, super silver uh, color. So March twenty eighth, uh, twenty two years ago, WWF presented WrestleMania fifteen, uh, which was the raging climax. Uh, the date was March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. And it took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the First Union Center with over 20,000 people in attendance. Uh, do, 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 do. So this is the one with the brawl for all. I'll let Sean go through that mess. Oh, yes. Uh, the good old brawl for all. The uh, shoot boxing event that they tried uh, doing on Raw with a lot more people getting injured. And people thought that... Uh, Dr. Death was actually going to end up winning it and should have projected him towards a feud with the other Steve Williams, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, but all that didn't happen. Too many people got injured 
And Bart Gunn uh, was the legit badass that came out of the whole thing uh, on top. But then they put him against Butterbean at WrestleMania 15, and he lasted like 32 seconds uh, being knocked out super quick by Butterbean. Uh, other matches included Tori, uh, not Tori Wilson, but uh, Tori, uh, who was kind of a stalker uh, character of Sable and part of DX, uh, losing to uh, Sable. Big Show and Mankind end up fighting to become the referee uh, for the match later on in the evening. Uh, of course, we saw uh, Bossman in a uh, Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker and losing. And then getting hung, thanks to the Brood, Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. And all you see is Big Boss Man being hung by a noose. I don't know if that's going to make it onto Peacock uh, when they get uh, editing through stuff. Uh, Shane McMahon and X-Pac actually had a really decent match. Uh, so did Kane and Triple H. Uh, China was there uh, against Triple H, but then eventually Triple H did turn heel as well. Um, yeah, of course, it was main evented by Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock with Mankind as a uh, referee and Austin getting the title back. Fantastic. 21 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Stephanie McMahon defeated Jacqueline to win the WWF Women's Championship. 11 years ago, hey, it's another WrestleMania. This one is 26. Um, the tagline for it was get all fired up. Some of these taglines, uh, it was March 28, 2010, and it came from the Glendale, Arizona University of Phoenix Stadium with over 72,000 people uh, attend attended that. <clears throat> Ted DiBiase, Antonio Noki, Wendy Richter, Maurice Mad Dog, Vachon, Gorgeous George. They were all inducted. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they were all inducted um, along with uh, Stu Hart and Bob Uecker. And uh, Gorgeous George was actually inducted by his ex-wife, Betty Wagner. Kind of cool. Uh, and they were all the Hall of Fame class of 2010. Uh, the national anthem was sung by Fantasia and... We've got a bunch of matches on this one. And, Sean, if you'd like that, take that. Yeah, sure. Um, of course, there was a 10-man uh, Money in the Bank ladder match featuring Christian Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Kane, Jack Swagger, MVP, Matt Hardy, uh, Matt Seidel, and who uh, wasn't going with Matt Seidel at that time, but uh, uh, Evan Bourne and uh, Shelton Benjamin. There's a mixture of these guys. They're both either currently in WWE or over in AEW uh, for that match. We had uh, Rey Mysterio against CM Punk, Triple H and uh, Sheamus, who were workout buddies at the time, which is pretty cool. The A triple threat match involving uh, Legacy, which was Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase Jr., and Cody Rhodes. Vince versus Brett. Uh, Brett was back, but at the same time, you know, he was not the same uh, Brett Hart that everybody knew because of his stroke. So he had a lot of help from uh, his family, uh, including uh, TJ Wilson and uh, Harry Smith and a bunch of others, uh, and that to get the victory over Vince. And so it kind of was like, oh, here we'll end their whole 
bad blood by you beating me up. Uh, of course, Jericho and uh, Edge battled for the World Heavyweight Championship, and Cena and Batista battled for the WWE Championship. And this was the uh, streak versus career match of uh, HBK and Undertaker. And HBK lived up to his uh, retirement, uh, losing to Undertaker up until the last Saudi show, where unfortunately he was an embarrassing show of uh, DX against the Brothers of Destruction. But that night he honored his uh, retirement. And yes, we- yes. Out of, out of all of them, he is one of them that's definitely pretty much lived up to it. But I don't blame him coming back for one show. Uh, I wish they'd just do it at like a Royal Rumble or something like that. It just would make more sense. You don't have to do as much. And and that, you know, that Bret Hart McMahon match, I just wish it never happened. Yeah. Bret Hart wasn't Bret Hart. He was just punching and kicking and it wasn't wasn't the same at all. It was, it was a big disappointment uh, for me. And with the whole Sean thing, as I said earlier, you know, uh, you had Triple H tearing a pack muscle uh, off the bone, uh, Kane's mask coming off, everybody looking bad, and Sean, the guy who hadn't wrestled in so many years, was carrying the match. Yes. Anyway. And also on March 28th, it would have been the 48th birthday of Edward Smith Fatu Jr., best known to wrestling fans as Umanga. Little bit on him. He was born in San Francisco. Edward was a member of the famous Anoye uh, fam wrestling family. He trained in the Wild Samoan Pro Wrestling Training Center under his uncles Afa and Sika. He made his debut for World Extreme Wrestling in '95. After he had a brief stint in the WWF, he returned with his cousin Matt in 2002 as Rosie and Jamal was Edward, uh, and they were Three Minute Warning. Edward would be suspended a year later after a bar fight and would spend time in All Japan Pro Wrestling as Jamal and re-sign with the WWE in 2005, returning as Umanga a day after WrestleMania 22. Umanga's highlight would be at WrestleMania 23 as the IC champion versus uh, ECW champion Bobby Lashley in the Battle of the Billionaires match. He would be released by the WWE for a second violation of the wellness policy and refuse to enter rehab. Edward would suffer two heart attacks due to acute toxicity. Uh, and today also would have been the 61st birthday to, of uh, Curtis Michael Henning, a.k.a. just as good as Brett Mr. Perfect. And if you're looking for great matches... All you got to do is find a Mr. Perfect vs. Brett, and uh, you're in for good times. And uh, yeah. I don't know which one's better, the SummerSlam one or the King of the Ring one. They're both good uh, good matches. Uh, definitely the SummerSlam one that stands out as best. Um, I actually just finished the other day listening to uh, 83 Weeks, which is uh, Conrad Thompson and uh, Eric Bischoff's uh, podcast that comes out Mondays. And... Uh, this week's is the big bang that we talked about uh, last week with uh, WCW closing, but um, the the week before was a tribute to uh, Kurt Hennig. So it's definitely worth uh, hearing um, some of the WCW side of things with uh, Hennig's jumping back and forth and the unfortunate, disappointing uh, last run of Kurt in WCW because... It wasn't the same Kurt Hennig that everybody knew 
at that time, and it's unfortunate. That is correct. March 29th, 42 years ago, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation drops some weight as the wide part is dropped and officially becomes the World Wrestling Federation. 34 years ago, WWF... So go ahead. I just wanted to back up for just a second. Up on the screen, people will see some of the uh, different incarnations of the uh, logo at the time. And the uh, middle one and the one on the right on the upper level are the Worldwide uh, Wrestling Federation logos. And then the bottom one uh, are three logos from the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation. And most people would definitely recognize the one from... Uh, I believe it's 95, well, 88 and 95 with the block lettering together. But mm. what people might not realize is the one in the upper left-hand corner is uh, Capital Wrestling uh, Corporation, which was the original name before it became uh, w Worldwide Wrestling Entertainment Federation. And that was owned by uh, Vince's uh, family, been seniors uh, family and that logo now has actually been reincarnated as part of the uh, CWC the Capital Wrestling Center uh, which is the uh, performance center down in uh, Florida that everybody gets trained at and NXT uh, comes from but so they were able to revive the that logo that's in the upper right hand at uh, left hand corner for the uh, current facility for the performance center cool uh let's see where are we 34 years ago wwf presented wrestlemania 3 from the pontiac silverdome in pontiac michigan a suburb of detroit uh wrestlemania 3's tagline was bigger better and badder uh, March 29th, 1987 and it took place from the pontiac michigan Pontiac Silverdome with over 93,000 people there. Of course, it was disputed, but who cares? Uh, the national anthem was sung by Aretha Franklin, and the special guests included Mary Hart. Uh, she did the six-man uh, match commentary and was the special timekeeper for the main event. Bob Euchre did some commentary as well, mixed tag, and also the six-man, and Alice Cooper was in the Snake's corner and uh sean you can go through the matches yeah sure uh there was a uh basically a test of uh full nelsons against each other billy jack haynes and hercules uh they ended up uh, both getting counted out on the outside of the ring coco beware against butch reed uh happened and a lot of people are totally only knowing them for this type of match but they were a lot more popular should i say and not as gimmicky uh when they were in the uh southern states we talked about that in one of the fantasy warfare tournaments uh iron sheik and nikolai volkov went against the killer bees but then duggan ended up hitting uh sheik with the two by four which is interesting considering just a little while later they get caught with their drug issues in the same car and get fired uh, Beefcake and Valentine uh, took on the Rougeau brothers, and they were just transitioning Beefcake out of uh, the Dream Team because Dino Bravo was also there as a new Dream Team. 
Canaan connection, who unfortunately didn't last long because uh, Tom Zenk ended up leaving, went against Don Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. There was a uh, match with the uh, winner having to bow down to the other one as King Harley Race beat uh, Junkyard Dog, but Dog really didn't live up to his uh, promise and knocked the king over and took the crown and cape. Moolah was in the corner with him. He said Jake Snake Roberts uh, with Hockey Talk Man. Hockey picked up the victory, but uh, then they got Jimmy Hart and Alice Cooper was with the snake and doing all that. Danny Davis and the Hart Foundation worked together against Bulldogs and Tio Satana. They seemed to like doing six-man tags together, uh, everybody in that one. And Randy Savage against Ricky Steamboat for the Intercontinental title still goes down today as one of the best matches. Uh, probably top 10 uh, of all time with WrestleMania. People will uh, look at maybe of all time. Uh, there's a lot of matches to look at, but uh, that happened with Randy losing the Intercontinental title to Ricky Steamboat with the push of George Stamel Steel uh, with, at the ending. Roddy Piper uh, won a hair versus hair match against adorable Adrian Adonis, and this was also Piper's first of many retirement matches, and Beefcake had come down to cut Adonis's hair. And, of course, the main event was Hogan against Andre, and you see the stare down uh, that they had. Hogan picked up Andre and nearly got pinned in the first couple minutes of the actual match. Thankfully, he weaseled out of there, and then... We saw him knock Andre down, pick him up, and do the leg drop to give Andre a loss and send 93,173 fans back across the border or scattered throughout the United States home happy. It was a happening. 27 years ago in London, England, men on a mission, Mabel and Moe, defeated the Quebecers, Jacques and Pierre, to win their one and only WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, men on a mission were not scripted to win the belts that night. However, after Mabel fell on Pierre, Pierre was stunned uh, to kick out. Thus, two days later, the Quebecers would reclaim the tag belts. Now, I actually could be wrong on the fact that men on a mission, I... I Something tells me they might have actually won it again, planned, but I would have to look on that one. Uh, 23 years ago, WWF presented WrestleMania 14. Numbers of pay-per-view buys tripled from WrestleMania 13. This was the beginning of the Attitude Error. Uh, the rendition of America the Beautiful by the DX band would be cut from all commercial releases of the event as the majority of the crowd and a lot in the rock, locker room did not like the performance, even though Vince McMahon apparently did. Uh, it was billed as the greatest pay-per-view of all time, and it happened March 29, 1998. And uh, one of the special guests, of course, was Pete Rose, and that's your lead-in. Yeah. I actually didn't mind that uh, theme song. It was uh, unique to be able to see uh, theme songs being performed live. I think it was one of the first WrestleManias they ended up doing that in subsequent manias since they've done it uh, here or there. Uh, but, yeah, the first match had uh, LOD 2000, which is Hawk and Animal just returning with uh, helmets on. And I think Animal was wearing bike shorts instead of uh, full tights. And they also had Sonny as their manager. Now, if you were a fan of Sonny, you would have definitely liked what she was wearing uh, that night. 
but they won a uh, battle royal with all the other tag teams uh, in their last eliminating the new Midnight Express, which was Bodacious Bart and Bob Bastic Bob, and they were with Tim Cornette, but there was a whole bunch of other tag teams there. Takamishi Nuku ended up uh, retaining the light heavyweight title against Agula. Triple H uh, retained the Intercontinental, sorry, the European Championship over Owen Hart. Mark Merrow and Sable had a uh, mixed tag team match uh, against Goldust and Luna Vachon. The Rock uh, with D'Lo Brown, Kamu Mustafa, and Mark Henry as part of the uh, Nation of Domination. Ended up uh, losing to Ken Shamrock by submission, but because Shamrock wouldn't let go because he was so angry, he ended up getting himself disqualified, which allowed Rock to retain the Intercontinental Championship. We also had Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie defeat the New Age Outlaws in a dumpster match for the tag team titles. And it was basically a casket match, except for throwing your opponents into a dumpster. And that got uh, fulfilled at the back, and they put a uh, uh, pallet and a uh, forklift on top to keep the uh, garbage can shut. And then, of course, the first battle of Undertaker versus Kane in this incarnation, because we did see uh, Undertaker against Isaac Yankum before. But Undertaker versus Kane, brother versus brother, took three tombstones to put Kane down. And, of course, Steve Austin... Uh, defeated Shawn Michaels in the main event, which also saw um, Mike Tyson at ringside. Uh, they had the intro, like you said, of uh, the DX band uh, playing Shawn out. But behind the scenes, uh, one of the Hebners, I think it was Earl, had a brain aneurysm uh, just that weekend. And he was, I think, supposed to referee the match, but they got Mike Kyoto, I think, to do it um, instead. Uh, obviously due to health reasons. And uh, you saw before the curtain, uh, Sean uh, dedicate the match to uh, Earl type deal. Uh, Taker was behind the scenes uh, making sure that uh, Sean actually did get out there because it was questionable on that one because Sean had a bad attitude, drug issues, and of course he was still injured with his back. And you can tell when Sean gets on the... uh, turnbuckle ready to drop the elbow just him squatting there and trying to lift himself up the amount of pain he's in and to pull off the match that he did for steve and uh hand over the title basically is something that Shawn michaels was not going to be known for uh essentially and he came back amazing afterwards four years later so he well left on a decent note and got knocked out by uh, tyson which i don't think he was supposed to uh, that was a little bit extra on the side, but uh, yeah. So that was WrestleMania 14. Yeah, I don't honestly. I don't. I don't. I personally don't think Michaels was knocked out. I think that was all planned. Um, Michaels is great at selling, and uh, oh yeah, that that match is amazing when you consider the fact that Michaels' back was killing him. Though you watch the match, and there for me it's hard to tell a lot of the times because you see him do the moves and you're like, like I'd be screaming. Yeah. I think they, uh, well, Tyson didn't technically knock him out because you could see Sean chewing on his gum afterwards, (laughs) but uh, it was a spot that was supposed to be taken out that Tyson did not take out. Oh, okay. 
No, I thought I thought it was good. I, I thought it was uh, it was well done because if you miss that punch, it can look really silly. But they did it very well. Uh, Twenty-two years ago on Nitro from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Twenty-two years ago, Raw's War. Goldust defeated Road Dog Jesse James to win the WWF IC belt. And there he is there. 16 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Paul London last eliminated Billy Kidman to win an eight-man over-the-top battle royal and the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. The losers were Chavo Guerrero, Fanaki Nunzio, Spike Dudley, Scotty Tuhani, and Akio. Eight years ago, Richard Reed Flair was found dead in a hotel room in his hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. He was just 25. Born February 26, 1988 in Charlotte, North Carolina, Reed was the youngest of four siblings. Reed himself was an accomplished amateur wrestler, having won the AAU National Wrestling Tournament 98 in his age group. At uh, age 10 and a half, he would wrestle in WCW teaming with his father, Rick, in a losing effort against David Flair and Vince Russo. Uh, In 2008, he would make his pro wrestling debut teaming with his brother, David, to defeat the Nasty Boys with Hulk Hogan as the special referee. He wrestled for many independents, including NWA Charlotte, Lucha Libre USA, Big Time Wrestling, and Northeast Wrestling. He would also wrestle for All Japan in uh, January 2013, subbing for his uh, father, who was sick at the time, to team with KJ Muto or Muta uh, to face uh, Sia Sanada and Tats, uh, oh man, Tatsumi Fujinami. He would make uh, his singles debut with a submission win over uh, Yasufumi Naki Noin. On March 15, 2013, on March uh, 29, 2013, Reed was found dead in his bed at a residence inn. He had died from an accidental overdose of heroin and traces of prescription drugs. Reed had previous overdoses, and it was sad to see him go. Yeah, uh, I think of all of Rick's children, he probably did have the most uh, athletic capabilities and a brightest future if he'd uh, been able to get into the wrestling business we saw what happened with david flair and it just wasn't a business for him and charlotte or ashley flair um had no interest actually being in wrestling she was uh, doing volleyball as you could tell with uh, the way her status uh, stature is very long legged and tall but volleyball would be an amazing sport for her to do. Uh, her sister Megan is married to Conrad Thompson, but because of Reed's passing and how close Reed and Ashley were, she actually got into wrestling to honor her brother. And now we see what Ashley, Charlotte, uh, has been able to do and be one of the premier women in all of wrestling, not just the WWE, 
but all of uh, professional wrestling, you know, how her status is, it's just a wonky situation going on with her behind the scenes right now, uh, where she's unfortunately looking like she's going to miss WrestleMania uh, next week. But yeah, for her to pick up the torch of her brothers the way she did, she's definitely honoring him in quite the way. Yes, and she's carrying that flair name on. Uh, six years ago, we got another WrestleMania. This time it's 31. Uh, this was the highest grossing show in WWE history at the time, generating an estimated $12.6 million in direct. Last one, uh, it was March 29th, 2015, in Santa Clara, California, at Levi's Stadium, with almost 77, uh, sorry, 77,000 disputed people there. Uh, the national anthem was sung by uh, a low black. Um, special guests were Maria Menounos, and the musical guest was Skylar Gray, Travis Baker, and Kid Inc. Uh, and I think they're also known as Rise and Money. And Sean will take you through the card. Yeah, uh, as you see, a lot of the pictures are up here uh, right now. Uh, Orton and Rollins. Uh, this was um, a really good uh, match. You could see uh, an amazing uh, RKO happen because uh, Rollins goes to do the uh, stomp, and as he goes up, Orton stands up and actually RKO's him in midair. Uh, Rusev and Cena. Uh, Cena ended up winning the uh, U.S. title from uh, Rusev. Rusev came to uh, the ring driving a tank. Uh, you had the uh, various tag team uh, title match with the Usos, uh, T.J. Wilson and uh, Cesaro. They lost Conquistadors and New Day uh, there. Sting against Triple H, where DX and NWO both got involved, and Triple H got the victory, but then there was a uh, whole thing with the era of uh, Nitro and Raw uh, together with the two factions. Uh, there's a ladder match with uh, Dean Ambrose, R-Truth, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Brody Lee, or Luke Harper, uh, uh, I want to say gold dust, but it's uh, silver dust, stardust. stardust. Stardust, my bad. Yeah, thanks, Cody. That's all. That's all good. Stardust, uh, Dana Bryan and Wade Barrett, and uh, then it was one of the last matches for AJ Lee as she teamed up with uh, Paige against the Bella Twins. There was the Andre Battle Royal, and the main event saw. Seth Rollins cashing in his money in the bank during the Lesnar Reigns match and walked out with the uh, WWE Championship that night in a uh, very surprise uh, finish to the whole event. Yeah, the, I think uh, 31 had a good look, uh, some decent matches. Uh, a lot of the entrances were phenomenal. And... Um, I thought the Taker-Wyatt match was the surprise match uh, for me uh, just because it, it, it wasn't just a wrestling match. They were, as the cliche goes, telling a story. And just the way that Wyatt uh, moved 
and reacted to how the Undertaker moved. It was, it was just a well put together match. Yeah, it's a shame that uh, the streak was not still uh, intact at that time because it got uh, beat the year before by Lesnar. And uh, yeah, imagine uh, the streak being on the line against Bray. Would he have uh, gotten the victory or not? But Taker did get the victory uh, in the end. But I think it might have uh, done Bray Wyatt uh, better to have uh, ended the streak than Brock Lesnar. But we'll never know. Uh, March 30th, 30 years ago, WWF and Super World of Sports co-presented WrestleFest from the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan, between 36,000 and 64,000 were in attendance. Uh, <laughs> there was no clear on what it was, so that's uh, what they had. Um, depending on who you believe, this was the first of four co-promoted events done by the, um, the companies. Uh, we saw Demolition, Crush and Smash, defeat Shinichi Nakano and Shinji Takono. Uh, John Tenta defeated Koji Kato. King Haku and Ted DiBiase defeated Takehashi Kawa and uh, the Great Kabuki. Inshiriki and Yoshiaki Yatsu defeated Jimmy Snuka and the Barbarian. Randy Savage defeated George Takano. Uh, the Road Warriors, Animal Warrior, and Warrior Hawk defeated Jinrikuro Tenru and Hulk Hogan by countout. Woo, that's a hard one to get through. 23 years ago on Raw is War, Sean Waltman returns to the WWF and helps reform a DX led by Triple H. Hey, Bischoff, put that in your pipe and smoke it. 25 years ago on Nitro, after quickly beating Marty Jannetty, Christian Nerico reads his list of 1,004 hold, uh, holds he knows, including, of course, the armbar, which was mentioned many, many, many times. I thought it was a really good gag, except for the constant repeat of the armbar. I didn't quite get that. Maybe because there's so many different types of armbars you can do. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know. I think they kind of he dropped the joke on like it didn't that I didn't like that part. Repeating the armbar was I don't well, know kind of ruined the gag. It was a knock on uh, Dean Malenko, who said he was the uh, master of a thousand holds. And that's why Jericho decided to do this uh, 1,004 holds. So he knew four more than uh, Dean Malenko. And the joke was the fact that it was an arm bar because uh, he didn't believe that Malenko knew 1,000 holds. Uh, it's kind of interesting that Jericho, though, having that list there on his long uh, dot matrix type paper, and yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then later on, he'd have the list of Jericho. And then in AEW, he'd have the lexicon of uh, Le Champion. He's always reinventing, but also repeating some stuff uh, and tweaking it uh, at the same time. So he's done lists in three different organizations. Uh, WCW Jericho was my favorite. After that, I never huge fan. Um, he has good matches and all, but just I don't know. It's like him and Jeff Jarrett and a few others. Just not 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 that interesting to me. 
I can say I don't enjoy AEW Jericho. Well, that's that's like that's like a old Ric Flair is what Jericho to me now is is uh, you know he can still go in the ring, but it's like you know what, time to step away from the main event and all that other stuff. But meh. What are you going to do? Good for him, though, for continuing. And he's definitely a successful person. And he's got a couple of decent songs as well. Uh, 22 years ago at a Raw is War taping, Kane and X-Pac defeated Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, on that show, Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman defeated the Nation, Nation of Domination, Fruk and The Rock. Um... Uh, Mark Merrow defeated Taka Michinoku in uh, just 96 seconds after the match. Michinoku is assaulted by Men's Tayo, uh, Dick Togo, and Show Fernaki. The trio would be known as Kayantai. The Midnight Express uh, defeated the Head uh, Bangers to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. And the New Age Outlaws defeated Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie in a steel cage match to win the vacant WWF. Tag Team Championship. Uh, 23 years ago on Nitro, after quickly beating Marty Jannetty, I already had that one in there. I don't know how that happened, but hey. Doink. Uh, 22 years ago at a Raw's War taping, Kane and X-Pac. Oh, I got a repeater here. Oh, pardon me, folks. There we go. So 18 years ago, we've got another WrestleMania number 19. This man, he had the return of Shawn Michaels in WWE in-ring action in the final match of Steve Austin. The tagline for this one was Dare to Dream. March 30th, 2003 in Seattle, Washington at beautiful Safeco Field. 54,000 were there. Um, the national anthem was sung by Ashante. And Sean, you can take the um, go down the card. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, we saw Hogan against uh, Mr. McMahon in a uh, decent brawl, I guess, between the two old men. Uh, I think uh, Sean and uh, Vince had a better brawl between them at another WrestleMania. Uh, Sean took on uh, Jericho and got a victory over Jericho, but then Jericho ended up uh, double-crossing him and uh, giving him a low blow. We unfortunately had to deal with a uh, handicap match for Undertaker because Nathan Jones uh, was not uh, in a situation, at least professionally. Uh, he was so green that nobody liked him. Uh, and so it was just Taker against uh, A-Train and Big Show. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. I need to apologize. you want to carry on with a couple of those matches? Sure, or, uh, I wasn't quite paying attention, but we'll continue here. Um, the, the we got a the street fight against Hulk Hogan and Mr. McMahon. Uh, it was entertaining, but personally, we could have done without it. Um, and yeah, that's uh, about all I remember of that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, everybody. I had to mute her a second to give a cough. Uh, unfortunately, we saw Booker T and Triple H against each other. There's a lot of controversy as far as uh, it goes with the build-up to that. Um, it might not make it Peacock with the uh, implications of racism uh, involved there. And uh, Booker T probably should have won, but Triple H ended up retaining. Uh, and then, of course, we saw uh, Rock and Austin 
was not the main event. This was their third uh, crack at it against each other at WrestleMania. They'd already did uh, 15 and 17, and both times Austin won. And in this case, The Rock had won. And there's a message on Steve's vest that says uh, initials for one more round. So it's MR, OMR on his vest, if you look closely. Um, he'd been actually in the hospital the night before way too many red bulls in his system and they thought uh, he was going to have a heart attack and so they just got him out and they think were i think they were supposed to main event but because of the uncertainty of his health they bumped it down the line and bumped up uh angle and lesnar to the main event status and we saw brock lesnar win the championship from angle and almost kill himself uh, moments beforehand when he unfortunately missed his shooting star uh, press, which he did successfully do in OVW a bunch of times. But on a night with uh, all the excitement of WrestleMania, uh, possibly wetness of uh, ropes at that time, it was an ill-fated uh, idea. Uh, but thankfully, he was alive and had at least the know-how uh, when Kurt was talking to him to at least uh, do the uh, F5 and get the victory and get out of there because Angle was actually wrestling that match with a broken neck again. So it wasn't wow. like he uh, uh, not drop the title. Like he uh, was needing surgery and he decided uh, and talked it over to stretch it out so that he could go against uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, that's episode two, I think, of uh, the Angle podcast that is uh, just recently. Up. I think he's up to five episodes already with uh, Conrad, but one of the first ones is definitely uh, talking about this match with uh, Brock Lesnar, and uh, it's uh, hearing it from Kurt's kind of fuzzy uh, memory because uh, he gets distracted easily. Uh, like a dog. Oops, squirrel. What? What were we talking about? Type deal. But uh, his memory of uh, that going on, it's worth a listen. Yeah, that match is a fantastic match. Definitely in my top ten. Uh, I think Brock would have would have hit that if uh, Angle was a little closer. Uh, it just he got a lot of height and not enough depth to his jump in that one. Uh, 13 years ago at Ring of Honor's All-Star Extravaganza 3 in Detroit, the Briscoes, Jay and Mark, defeated Naruki Doi and Shingo to win the ROH World Tag Team Championship. 13 years ago, WWE presented WrestleMania 24. The event returned to an open-air venue uh, since WrestleMania 9 in Las Vegas, and this was Ric Flair's WWE retirement match. It uh, all happened on April 1st in 2007 in nope. Detroit, Michigan. Nope. nope. That's WrestleMania 23. But that's what I said, WrestleMania 20. Oh, oh, I see. We're oh, rats. Uh, but, yeah, that was at the Sundome. Uh, they did a lot of investment to get that um, Orange Bowl uh, up to standard. And there's like a 10-story tall uh, entranceway at the beginning of there. You had uh, Umaga against Batista. There was a Playboy Bunny uh, match because uh, both uh, 
Ashley and Maria had been in Playboy, and they took on Beth Phoenix and Melina. Finley and JBL were in a uh, basically a brawl. I think it might have involved the shillelagh or not. Uh, Floyd Mayweather somehow ended up defeating uh, Big Show in a boxer versus wrestler match. We had the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, which had CM Punk, Jericho, John Morrison, Mr. Kennedy, MVP. Uh, looks like Carlito and Shelton Benjamin in it. Uh, as Chris said, Shawn Michaels and uh, Ric Flair was the retirement match. And you had the whole Flair family at ringside. Reed was still with us at that point. And the uh, closing moment everybody remembers was Sean uh, saying, I love you. Or, I'm sorry, I love you. And then super kicking Rick and uh, taking him out. Uh, so that was a big moment for that event. Uh, you had also Triple H, Randy Orton, John Cena for the uh, WWE Championship. And... Edge versus Undertaker for the world title. And uh, Jimmy Corderas was the referee for that one. Uh, I think I mentioned the other day on Fantasy Warfare Tournament, Edge was sort of the gearing up for Undertaker being able to go against guys of his size because later on you would end up seeing two years of Shawn Michaels, two more years of uh, Triple H. And I put Edge almost in between Sean and Triple H as far as body structure and uh, being able, just his moveset as well. So it was like five years in a row for sure of top caliber matches for Undertaker starting with this one at WrestleMania 24. Yeah, and, and that's one that uh, we almost kind of forget about, at least I do, um, but it is a good match. Uh, 11 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Las Vegas, Jack Swagger cashes in the money in the bank and defeated Chris Jericho to win the World Heavyweight Championship. The title change comes just two days after Swagger won the money in the bank ladder match at WrestleMania 26. Six years ago on Raw, AJ Lee wrestles her final match, teaming with Paige and Naomi, defeating the Bella Twins, Brie and Nikki, and Natalia. AJ uh, would announce her retirement just days later. On the same show, former NXT champion Adrian Neville defeated Curtis Axel in just 72 seconds in his WWE main roster debut. The Lucha Dragons, Sin Cara and Kalisto, also made their WWE main roster debuts. And March 31st, just two more days to go here. 36 years ago, WWF presented, that's right, the first WrestleMania, which was tagged, tagged as the greatest wrestling event of all time. It was March 31st in 1985. In 1985, at uh, New York City, Madison Square Gardens, with just over 19,000 there. Classic commentating by Monsoon and Ventura. Oakland, actually Gene Oakland, um, sung the national anthem. And to this day, they won't reveal who was actually booked that did the no-show. Uh, the special guests were Liberace, the Rockets, and Alice Cooper. Special refs they had for... Uh, that one was Muhammad Ali and Pat Patterson. And, Sean, you can go down the card if you like. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so the match, uh, event started off with Tito Santana against the Executioner, and I only just recently found out the Executioner that night was played by Buddy Rose before he had the <laughs> blow-away diet. Uh, Team <laughs> Buddy ended up uh, defeating SD Jones in 25 seconds. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat took on Matt Bourne and beat him. Matt Bourne would come back later on as Doink the Clown, the original evil Doink. Brutus Beefcake was with Johnny Valiant, uh, took out Dam David San Martino, who had his father Bruno in his corner, and it ended in a double disqualification after 11 minutes. Uh, Junkyard Dog defeated Greg Hen Valentine for the Intercontinental Championship uh, match, but he, uh, Greg was counted out, so the title did not change hands. Nikolai Volkov in the Iron Sheik defeated the U.S. Express, which was Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, uh, for the tag team titles, Rotundo and Wyndham, who are brothers-in-law and family, obviously, to Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt, uh, were accompanied by uh, Captain Lou Albano. They also, uh, people might not realize, uh, U.S. Express used Real American Hulk Hogan's theme song as their theme song before Hogan ended up taking it when they uh, left the WWE. Andre Giant defeated Big John Studd, who had Bobby Heenan in his corner, in a, a career versus $15,000 body slam challenge. Uh, Andre ended up body slamming Big John Studd, claimed the money, started tossing it out to the crowd, and Bobby Heenan quickly uh, took the bag away from Andre because uh, that was actual real cash that Andre was not supposed to be tossing out. Wendy Richter was with Cindy Lauper as part of the uh, Rock and Wrestling Connection. That was going on at the time um, with MTV and uh, Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon show, but Wendy Richter defeated Leilani Kai to become the WWF Women's Champion, and the main event saw Muhammad Ali and Pat Patterson as special guest referees, while Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, and Jimmy Snow, Superfly Snooker in his corner, defeated Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper, who had Cowboy Bob in their corners. And, of course, uh, Bob came off the uh, top rope, hit Orndorff in the back of the head accidentally uh, when I believe it was uh, Hogan got out of the way, and that allowed for Hogan and T to pick up the victory. Gotta uh, love Bob's uh, always broken arm. Oh, and yeah, I love that always broken arm. Um, that that uh, uh, artwork that you had up of uh, the first WrestleMania – that's what I liked about back in the 80s is the artwork that they had done. They did similar to movie posters. The, um, the If you look right behind, oh, actually, oh, I took it down because I packed it up. Um, uh, in past weeks, if you go back, uh, you'd see the SummerSlam poster that's usually behind me. And that is similar to that one where it's uh, hand-drawn by someone and they're just beautiful. Yeah. It was a unique time. I like those uh, posters. Yeah, and eventually you look at that one, you tell me that Mr. T does not look like he's holding a lightsaber. <laughs> well, let's put that back up and let's take a look at it. It, does. it looks like you could easily manipulate that. That's yeah. a lightsaber, baby. <laughs> he did it for his mama because he yep. loves his mama on every holiday. He sure he's did. Probably still, he's still probably doing his induction speech uh, from the... Uh, couple of years back where he's loving his mom. The funny thing is, is that is probably 
the worst and the best induction speak uh, speech. Uh, of course, my favorite is when Kane came out. They that was just that was just fantastic. Um, Thirty-two years ago in Atlanta, Sting defeated Mike Rotunda to win the NWA World Television Championship and ten thousand kayfabe dollars. Twenty-seven years ago in Sheffield, England. The Quebecers Jacques and Pierre defeated Men on a Mission, Mo and Mabel, and regained the WWF Tag Team Championship after losing them two days earlier. And 25 years ago, oh, sorry, go ahead. Hard to believe that the gentleman on the right, Pierre of the Quebecers, is actually now PCO, the monster that's in Ring of Honor. Totally different look to him. Especially with the hair difference, and yeah, and that he legitimately has a uh, sight issue, and so that's why he became a pirate with a uh, yes. eye patch later on in WWE. Yeah, I think he is blind in uh, one eye. Yeah. Uh, so twenty-five years ago, we had WrestleMania twelve. This was uh, probably in the top, I say, five of all the WrestleManias produced, at least in my opinion. Uh, March thirty-first, nineteen ninety-six, from Anaheim, California, at the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim, with uh, just under nineteen thousand people. And uh, Sean can go through the card. Yeah, of course. Uh, the body donors skip and zip, which was uh, actually. Uh, Chris Candido and Tom Pritchard. They were with Sonny. They beat the Godwins in the finals of the uh, tag team tournament to uh, claim and crown new tag team champions. That was in the uh, free show or the free for all uh, that was uh, there before Sunday Night Heat and all that uh, took place. But uh, then the real show had the British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader, who were accompanied by Jim Cornette, taking out Ahmed Johnson, uh, Jake Roberts, and Yokozuna. Who had Fuji in their corner? Uh, and Fuji and Yoko would have gotten five minutes with uh, Jim Cornette had they won. Roddy Piper defeated Goldust, uh, who had Marlena in his corner in a Hollywood backlot brawl. This was actually supposed to be um, a couple of different uh, things going on uh, with that one. Um, listening to, I believe it was something to wrestle. Uh, we're talking about it and. Originally, it was supposed to be Goldust and uh, Razor, but Scott Hall had a issue with uh, the whole Goldust character. Ended up uh, getting suspended and leaving to go to WCW. They needed somebody for Goldust to go against, and Piper was gearing up to go against uh, O.J. Simpson, of all people, <laughs> because everybody wanted to see O.J. get his ass kicked, and people were, uh, WWE was willing to bring him on to WrestleMania and let Piper beat him up. Uh, OJ's people were willing to uh, do that as well. And then all of a sudden, somebody got a uh, bit of a conscience and didn't want to offend the uh, families of uh, the victims of the murders that OJ was accused of uh, being a part of. And so everything got shut down, but we still saw Piper against uh, Goldust and a reenactment uh, or actual footage of the Bronco chase that uh, was with OJ. Uh, they did buy an actual Bronco for uh, the scene at the backlot brawl, which you'll also see Kaniki, um, Jeff Conway, 
uh, in the uh, background scene uh, there because he won't need to be a part of it somehow. Uh, <laughs> all stories with Bruce Pritchard, you'll be able to uh, go back and uh, do check on that one. But then Piper ended up breaking his hand. This was recorded like a week beforehand. They used the uh, fire hose to wet things down just in case on the night of WrestleMania it happened to be a rain uh, day. So they need to find a way of making it uh, seem as though it was all in the same day uh, happening. Piper ended up breaking his hand. Goldust ended up driving uh, into something that he wasn't supposed to. Uh, the Bronco that uh, was used was given to Piper later on by Vince as a thank you type deal. But yeah, kind of crazy all the behind the scenes to get there. And then they eventually made it into the arena for uh, the... Uh, stripping down a gold dust who was wearing uh, lingerie. Uh, I can only imagine that story of Dustin and Marlena or Terry going shopping for it. I think there is a story out there on uh, one of Bruce's uh, shows, but that was the back uh, story to Hollywood Backlot Brawl. We had Steve Austin. He just started doing Stone Cold gimmick, um, taking on Savio Vega. In a singles match later on, he would end up losing to Savio Vega and uh, Ted DiBiase getting kicked to the curb. And sky was the limit for Steve Austin, but he was just transitioning into Stone Cold from the Ringmaster at this time. Ultimate Warrior returned to the company and defeated uh, in a minute and 39 seconds. Crazy. Uh, Undertaker uh, defeated uh, Diesel in about 16 uh, minutes. And of course, we saw the Hour-long uh, Ironman match with Sean against Brett for the uh, WWE Championship. And it went to a time limit uh, draw. Brett thought he was still going to be champion. And this was set up originally by Roddy Piper, the match. But then Gorilla Monsoon resumed his uh, position as the president or commissioner of WWE, whatever it was, and ordered that the match continue under sudden death rules. And a minute and 56 seconds later, after a somewhat botched uh, super kick and a second super kick. Shawn Michaels uh, got the boyhood dream uh, and ended up winning the championship. So that was WrestleMania 12. I hated the ending to that. I just did not like the sudden death. Uh, that's okay if it's a movie, but... Uh, Mind you, Vince would say, oh, that's what we were producing was a movie, but I just did not like the ending to that. Yeah, and for it to be done the way it was, uh, yeah, I can get that. But we saw so many times uh, with the WCW uh, TV title where uh, somebody would ask for five more minutes just so that uh, they could uh, get screwed over anyways and still not win. But, you know, <laughs> the five more minutes... We've seen that before. So it wasn't overly shocking that they went to a stipulation like that. But I would have liked to have seen maybe a 1-1 tie instead of a whole hour of... Because Iron Man matches, you know that you, the, the last five minutes are going to be the most exciting part of it, not the 55 minutes leading to it, unless you have some uh, shocking wins. Yeah, and, and I mean, even best two out of three. And bring them out three different times, you know, that way they can have multi-entrances. Uh, 
But uh, moving on to Raw, 18 years ago, we had the GM of Raw, Eric Bischoff, started the show off by firing Stone Cold Steve Austin. This would mark the end of his in-ring wrestling career. However, this was not the end of Austin, as he would stay with the company in non-wrestling roles, handing out stunners and number one salutes. Austin would officially retire from the ring the next day. Kane and Rob Van Dam defeated Lance Storm and Chief Mor Morley and the boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, in a three-team elimination match to win the World Tag Team Championship. And both Tag Team Champions are going into the Hall of Fame this week. Oh, really? Kane and Rob Van Dam are both announced for uh, the uh, uh, induction on Tuesday. Cool. Um, the show ended with the WWE debut of Bill Goldberg, who took a buyout for the last five months of his WCW contract, which was $2.5 a year, to sign with the WWE. He would declare The Rock was next. Thirteen years ago, Ric Flair unites uh, with the Four Horsemen, members Telly Blanchard, J.J. Dillon, Arn Anderson, and Barry Windham in his farewell address. And Twelve years ago. Collage of that uh, event afterwards. Oh, yes. Uh, you had uh, Undertaker uh, bowing down to him, Sean and uh, Rick giving uh, props to each other, even though Sean had Ended his career just 24 hours earlier. The horseman uh, coming down now to, uh, well, JJ Dillon was just recently on AEW. Both uh, Arn and Tully work for AEW. We haven't seen Barry Windham yet. And of course, in the other uh, spot, you have uh, the family coming down. Uh, I think Reed is being blocked by Megan uh, there, but uh, Ashley or Charlotte is on the uh, far left beside uh, David. Cool. Some nasty pictures. Uh, there we go. 12 years ago, Peter Senarichia, best known to wrestling fans as Taz, leaves WWE after his contract expired. Taz had a lackluster wrestling presence in the WWE, but he transitioned to be a successful commentator. Taz was a big part of wrestling history as he was loaned to ECW to reclaim the ECW uh, title from a newly WCW-contracted Mike Awesome. Taz would hold the title for a week, dropping it to Tommy Dreamer. And Taz would do commentary in TNA for years and is now seen on AEW TV. And he is one of my personal favorite uh, um, commentators to listen to. Five years ago, Christopher uh, Darren Travis, a.k.a. Chris Travis, dies of stomach cancer. He was 32. He was born December 13, 1983 in Sheffield, England. Travis began wrestling in Northern England, wrestling primarily for Grand Pro Wrestling and Nor Norton British Wrestling. He would win tag team gold with Martin Kirby all over Europe including 1PW, IPW, and UK, Revolution Pro, and 3CW. Uh, Travis would also hold the Preston City Wrestling Heavyweight title. In October 2014, Travis announced he was diagnosed with stomach cancer and was forced to take a hiatus from wrestling. 
Travis would return and had his highest profile match, a loss to Drew Galloway for the ICW World Heavyweight Championship. On September 24, 2015, Travis announced that stomach cancer had returned and that he would retire from wrestling. The cancer would claim his life on March 31, 2016. He was only 32. And finishing it all up here, April 1st, but we got more WrestleManias. It's number six. Uh, this uh, WrestleMania would be the first good guy versus good guy main event and would uh, be the first WrestleMania outside of the U.S. Um, plus, both the ICW belt and WWF belt would both be on the line, with the winner keeping only the world belt due to the rule back then of only one belt rule. And when, it's, uh, when I said it was the first good guy versus good guy, I meant at WrestleMania. So uh, it was the ultimate challenge, April 1st, 1990, in Toronto, Canada, Sky Dome. Over 67,000 were there. Uh, one of our uh, hosts for our other show that we do, the podcast show, Steve, was at that show. Um, the national anthem was Robert Goulet and special guests Mary Tyler Moore sat at ringside, Steve Allen with the Bolsheviks, and Rona Barrett interviewed Miss Elizabeth. That's a, just an awful interview. And Sean, the matches. Yeah, well, I, just before I get to the matches, I'm looking at sure. this uh, photo here, and I have the cover of, I have the program that is uh, shown on the right-hand side. But it always kind of bothered me. Where did it take place? Where did WrestleMania uh, 6 take place? Uh, Sky Dome, not the moon. Or in the Rocky Mountains. Like, why <laughs> is the background the Rocky Mountains and this whole lightning thing? Like, they're taking the Great White North a little too uh, seriously because we are not like that in Toronto, especially not near the Sky Dome, or unless they went to like Blue Mountain or something. Like, mm -hmm. Really? Uh, anyways, looking at uh, this you card. You think the CN Tower would have been in there somewhere? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the dome, it was just freshly opened. But yes. uh, looking at the card, unfortunately, uh, if you're in Canada, you need to see the Piper uh, Bad News Brown match while you still can because it's <laughs> going to get pulled because of Piper doing the uh, half black, half white thing. Uh, you serious? They're pulling that? It got pulled by Peacock because of the blackface. Meanwhile, I always took it as Piper going, it doesn't matter if you're black, it doesn't matter if you're white, I'm still going to kick your ass. Type uh, thing. And he was yeah, yeah. He was taking over. They lose the context, I think, over years because I I took it also as Randy Piper. He was a nut. That's what he played. A goofy guy. He could pretty yeah. much do anything. It's it's like a George Carlin. He he knew how to put it on. Uh, I yes, I can see that it was risque, but um, and again, it wasn't blackface. It was only half. Yeah. <laughs> so that's being pulled by the Peacock Network, unfortunately. So fans uh, will have limited time in Canada and throughout the rest of the world to see it before WD pulls uh, it as well, just so they in line with the standards and practice. Of course, the Rockers end up losing to uh, the Orient Express. This Orient Express wasn't as good as the uh, Cato and Tanaka version. Uh, Bossman uh, took out uh, his former Twin Tower partner, Akeem in under two minutes. 
Barbarian and Tito Santana battled with Barbarian picking up the victory. Earthquake beat Hercules. Uh, I believe Dino Bravo beat Duggan. I don't have the results in front of me. Uh, Rick Martel took out Coco Beware in the opening match. Uh, there was a mixed tag team match with uh, Sapphire and Dusty against Randy and or Randy Savage, King Macho King, and uh, Queen Sherry. Elizabeth was down in their corner for that. Um, Demolition, Axe and Smash ended up reclaiming the tag team titles from the Colossal Connection, and that's when uh, Andre was turned on by Bobby Heenan, slapping him, and Andre uh, disposed of them and took it off in the cart. Brutus Beefcake, of all people, defeated Mr. Perfect for Mr. Perfect's first loss ever. Uh, and that's why people uh, like Conrad Thompson and all that call him Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake because he can't believe that he got that honor of taking him perfect. Jimmy Superfly Snooka and uh, Rick Rude battled. And uh, Ted DiBiase got back his uh, million dollar championship, uh, which was taken by Jake Roberts. And of course, the main event saw Hogan versus Warrior in probably one of their greatest matches each uh, of their careers. Um, I forget whose uh, podcast. My oh yeah, it was uh, Bruce's Ask Any, uh, Ask Bruce Anything, and he was asked for uh, Hogan's top uh, match of all time, and he actually couldn't narrow it down to one. He picked three, and one of them was uh, that match, and the other one was uh, Hogan and Rock from 18. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. I think it might have been Savage and uh, Hogan from five were uh, the matches that Bruce thinks are Hogan's uh, best. But, yeah, they definitely brought out the best in each other. And, of course, Hogan had to steal the spotlight by getting the title instead of the referee handing it to Warrior. And he had to hand it to him, hug him, and ride off into the sunset on the cart while still posing. Yeah, but I also see that as kind of a, you know, old school kind of Hollywood. Again, it's like like the end of a movie. You know, uh, sometimes when Vince says that, you know, he... He creates movies that kind of is true when you think some of the endings seem to be cheesy or whatever, but that's what you'd see in a movie. Um, yeah, I get it. And yeah, um, and this is one of the only mixed tag matches I actually uh, liked. Most mixed tag matches I hate. I hate the concept, uh, but uh, this one actually was pretty good. And I think it's just oh. the intensity between uh, 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 Randy Savage and the good guy Dusty Rhodes. It was just off the hook that match but what people don't realize actually and uh, they'd have to look it up sapphire was not just a random fan or anything like that she was a former women's wrestler and also uh when people were in her area she'd uh, let them stay at her place and do their laundry and stuff like that and but they needed a common woman to be with uh dusty and uh somebody recommended uh her to be with uh him for the time being, not sure if Dusty enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, she was actually a former wrestler. I honestly think it helped his career in WWF because uh, it really was a completely different uh, from his NWA WCW character as far as seriousness, where this was more a cartoon of him. Um, but uh, I, I actually liked the whole Sapphire thing. 
uh, some of the jokes that um, Jesse Body um, throws at this match. Um, uh, watch and listen to it. It is quite entertaining. We're going to move on. 25 years ago at a Monday Night Raw taping, Mick Foley uh, makes his WWF in-ring debut as Mankind, defeating Bob Hawley by submission. Later in the show, he attacked and laid out The Undertaker. Goldust defeated Savio Vega to win the WWF IC Championship in their second match and recording of Raw of the evening. The first match ended in controversy, so they had a rematch that night of taping. 20 years ago, WWF presented WrestleMania 17. Uh, the show is considered one of the best uh, WrestleManias among many due to the great lineup and took place only a week after the purchase of WCW. Uh, WrestleMania 17 would happen in Houston. We have a problem. Actually, sorry, that's the tagline. It would happen in Houston, Texas at the Reliant Astrodome with almost uh, 68,000 uh, there. And Mick Foley uh, was the special guest referee of McMahon versus McMahon. Yeah, so uh, that was, uh, for myself, it was one of the highlight matches because there was a lot of story uh, there. Everybody loved uh, seeing Linda the whole time. Comatose, she kept her face so perfect. And this was a woman that's not an actress. And for her, Did she get a slammy for that? I don't know. I don't think she did, but she kept straight face the whole time. And then uh, you see the brawl with uh, Trish and uh, Stephanie that happens. Uh, everything with uh, Mankind or Mick Foley getting involved. Uh, then all of a sudden, Linda is put into the ring, sat on a chair, uh, and Vince is wanting her to watch uh, him beat their son right in front of her and everything. And Shane's just on his knees out of it. But then Linda gets up, and the crowd just big applause, uh, like rush because they saw what happened. And Shane's just like pointing, and he turns around, and little uh, obviously uh, telegraphed uh, on it because you can see him spill his legs for her to uh, kick. But you know, and then we see the coast to coast from Shane. Uh, in a 20 by 20 ring, which Rob Van Dam only were doing it in 18 by 18 rings, but you know, so it was pretty cool that way. Uh, a lot of story, even though it was two rather untrained guys going against each other, but uh, yeah, I liked it. Eddie Guerrero and uh, Tess went against each other. You had Angle and Benoit, Jericho and Regal, so some really good uh, undercard matches uh, there. Uh, TLC 2 happened with the uh, Edge and Christian beating the Dudleys and Hardys. That also saw the injection of uh, Lita, Spike, and Rhino uh, representing their own uh, teams. China, who did not ever want to battle women, uh, did uh, go against Ivory and took the uh, women's championship away from her. Uh, there was a golf cart incident uh, with uh, the Hardcore match involving Kane, Big Show, and uh, Raven that almost took out the whole building, but thankfully that didn't happen. <laughs> we had uh, Triple H against the American Badass in their first of three WrestleManias uh, taking place, uh, the first one being at WrestleMania 17. What's not on this is the gimmick Battle Royal with uh, you had Jim Cornette, Brother Love, uh, 
Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik, Hillbilly Jim, The Goon, I think was there. Um, a whole bunch of different characters uh, showed up. And, of course, Iron Sheik had to win because there was no way of getting him out of the ring. So that was how he <laughs> was decided that he was going to win and not have to be dumped over the top rope. And, of course, the main event saw a not well-planned-out uh, uh, finish to The Rock against Austin, where Austin got help from Vince McMahon, who was hated uh, already, and he handed him a chair, and Austin just went buck wild with the chair and accepted Vince's help in and a handshake afterwards. Yeah, bad timing. Did not uh, go over well, but Steve wanted to be fresh, and that was not a fresh move to do by trying to turn heel that night. I think he could have turned. He could have turned bad, but he should have, like, still beat up McMahon. He could have been somewhat in cahoots with him, but not like you know, shake hands and shit. I, that was just. So yeah. I think he did give him a stunner at the end, didn't he? No. No, he didn't. Okay. They didn't give a stunner. So 15 years ago, WWE presented their annual Hall of Fame ceremony. Bret Hart was the feature as this was his first appearance in WWE since the Montreal Screwjob. Also inducted were Gene Okerlund, the Blackjacks, Tony Atlas, William the Refrigerator Perry, Sensational Sherry, and the late Eddie Guerrero. 14 years ago, WWE presented WrestleMania 23. Uh, this happened on April 1st, 2007 in Detroit, Michigan, Ford Field, with just over 80,000. Hey, this was the WrestleMania lineup I uh, uh, went through before by accident. Uh, the National Anthem, again, was sung by Aretha Franklin 20 years after doing it at WrestleMania 3. And special guests were the Trumpster and Tara Cooner, who was Miss USA 2006 model, and the main event, of course, was Zena. Uh, sorry, Zena and Michaels. Yeah, I actually attended this one. Um, I oh, yes. drove back and forth uh, the night before to see the Hall of Fame ceremony, which included Jr., uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Jerry Lawler, uh, the Wild Samoans, uh, Mr. Perfect, posthumously, and a few others. Uh, but I went down there and drove down with our friend Ed and uh, saw the event and drove back because the following day we were on a bus to go to WrestleMania 23. We stopped at Hooters first to have a pint of beer, uh, then hop on the bus. And Ed was kind of nervous because of how many people was going to be there. So I tried to carry him up. Uh, but we got stuck at the border for a while. Got across the border finally. I ran across the uh, street, had my hat off, ticket in hand, and got zapped in, grabbed my uh, merchandise just after Aretha Franklin had finished uh, singing and the first match was coming out and uh, got to my seat. So I didn't really miss anything except for the, uh, I believe I missed the Carlito and... Ric Flair against uh, Chavo and who is that? Shane Helms match. That was a lumberjack match in the pre-show. So I missed that one, but I got in time for the ladder match. Uh, had uh, both Hardy Boys and that was uh, one that uh, I believe 
Hornswoggle got uh, Pepsi plunged uh, off a ladder uh, on the back of uh, Mr. Kennedy, and Kennedy ended up winning that one. There was a battle of the Giants. They were trying to reenact, uh, I think, Hogan and Andre with Kane and uh, Greg Holly, who were both going into the Hall of Fame next week. Uh, but that was kind of a lame match. There was a uh, ECW old school versus new blood uh, or originals against new blood uh, tag team match. Ashley against Melina for the women's title. Benoit against MVP for the United States championship. Uh, Taker against Batista with Taker obviously uh, getting the victory for the world championship. And uh, Michael's uh, losing to John Cena who uh, drove through the streets of Detroit in a Mustang and crashed through uh, some glass before making his entrance into Ford Field. And, of course, you mentioned uh, it was champion versus champion with the IC champion against the uh, United States, the ECW champion, Bobby Lashley and Umaga, each representing McMahon and Trump with uh, Austin as referee. And people were elated to see uh, Vince get his head shaved, but they were obviously hoping that Trump would have gotten his head shaved to know if that was real hair or not uh, with Trump. But, of course, Donald's not going to get his head shaved. He threw a really bad clothesline to Vince on the outside and tackled them uh, type deal. But they got to do But it did look good. It looked good to me. And I thought it was like it's very stiff and all that. But I thought it looked, you know, he just went all for it. <laughs> Threw himself definitely into it. And, well, they're friends, so they can do that sort of thing. And that wasn't the first or probably the last mania that Trump has ever been at. So that was uh, 23. One question. Uh, how close were you to the money that was falling? I was on the wrong side. If uh, I'm sitting in the arena, the uh, ring was to my right and then the uh, stage. And it was only falling, I think, in the stage area. Uh-huh. And the, that so people could see it coming down that way there was no money falling in my area but i was about 26 rows i believe off the floor no on the, on the lower level still good seats uh nine years ago wwe presented another wrestlemania number 28 uh at the time of this mania it was the highest grossing wrestling event in history uh, the tagline was once in a lifetime, which was bullshit. Um, the date was uh, another April 1st, 2012. And from the Miami Gardens, Florida, at the Sun Life Stadium, with over 78,000 uh, there. And, of course, the main event was Shawn Michaels versus Triple... Whoops, sorry. Shawn Michaels was the uh, ref for the Triple H versus Taker match. Yeah, and that actually didn't close the show. That was uh, a hell in a cell <clears throat> between them. And uh, Triple H kept on wanting Undertaker to uh, stay down, Sean to call the match. And in the end, it was Taker who obviously got the victory. Uh, I believe it was with the Hell's Gate. I actually watched it the other day. And they had to both uh, drag Triple H out of there. You see them at the top of the ramp, and it was the end of the era type deal. And all three of them just looked at the crowd and then uh, did a uh, triangle sort of hug and then uh, parted and walked uh, to the back together, still dragging Triple H uh, behind. Of course, we saw uh, Rock end up beating Cena. There was no title online, 
that was the following year where Cena got his victory back. Um, Team Teddy versus Team Johnny for control of general manager, and Eve ended up uh, screwing over Team Teddy so that Raw would win. Uh, Big Show bought, I got the IC title from Cody. They're both now in AEW. Uh, this, I believe, was the one where uh, Sheamus ended up taking out Dan O'Brien in a couple seconds after uh, AJ Lee had given Dan O'Brien a good luck kiss uh, prior to their world title match, and that was the opening match of the uh, night. And uh, CM Punk and Chris Jericho went against each other for the uh, WAF uh, championship. And, uh, yeah, Kane and uh, Randy Orton. So that was the uh, matchup there. And, oh, and uh, Kelly Kelly and Maria Menounos uh, ended up defeating Eve and uh, Beth Phoenix. All right, great memories. And that is it for this week in wrestling history. Of course, it's compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, cagesideseats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And, of course, our brains with our recollection of everything that happened uh, there as much as we can. Uh, so just want to uh, remind people that, uh, well, there's no more voting for the uh, uh, March Madness. We're going to announce the winner of that tonight. Uh, but you can go to our Pro Wrestling Tees site at prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling and buy any one of these uh, four Lovely T-shirts uh, that are available. Of course, uh, proceeds from the uh, Ontario Indie Comic Book uh, design will still go to Stevens Wrestling Journey, uh, the search for uh, carry malformation uh, research at Children's Hospital in Toronto. But the other three shirts are uh, available for you to enjoy. We also are going to be launching our website uh, revamped uh, later on tonight, along with having our podcast announcing the uh, March Madness winner and uh, giving information on the uh, Prediction League and how you can uh, win prizes and uh, have fun just by watching uh, different events and collecting points. So uh, tune in tonight for all those uh, special announcements along with news of the wrestling world leading up to WrestleMania next weekend. Jonesy, you got anything you want to add? Uh, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess uh, the the, um, the last uh, uh, tournament we're doing, the WrestleMania tournament, uh, picking our uh, Mr. WrestleMania. Encourage anyone that does love this to, uh, you know, hit us up. You can be part of that show. We have a cheat sheet. Uh, that's uh, prepared so you know you don't need to remember who's who. everything is there yeah uh, we always uh, encourage uh, interaction I hope you've enjoyed the last five weeks of our uh, road to Wrestlemania looking at Shawn Michaels uh, Wrestlemania career uh, the greatest Wrestlemania's the greatest uh, special attraction matches and as uh, Jonesy just pointed out next Wednesday at 6 p.m., we're going to be talking about the greatest uh, WrestleMania performer who 
truly should be Mr. WrestleMania uh, based on what they actually did uh, at the event, their records, and who knows, maybe Shawn Michaels truly is Mr. WrestleMania, regardless of how many losses he had along the uh, way. We'll find out when we uh, narrow it down on next week's episode. So, yeah, join us later on tonight, as I said. And I want to thank you for joining us. Part of the Johnners uh, Podcasting Network, Ontario Indie Podcasting Network, YouTube, Facebook. You know how to uh, like us all. Got the running scroll down the bottom. Use the hashtags this week in history. We are scumbags. And, um, yeah, we are out of here. Thank you for joining us. Salute. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network.